Welcome to episode 89 of Flight Football and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Better than most. Not as good as some, sir. How are you? Quite well, actually. Uh, more on that to come. And finish my league's fantasy football draft today. Uh, actually, was an adult stuck to bottled Miller Lite. You know, 12, no round, 12 no round draft. Probably had eight. You know, so that's almost a beer around. You know, but a lot less than we're normally used to drinking. So right. maybe the train wreck that I forecasted last week doesn't happen till yeah. end of the segment instead of right <laughs> out of the chute. Uh, but yeah, Good. Uh, all right. What so yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing well. Like I said, I'll get into the reasons why, which is also always a bad sign. Anytime I like my fantasy team coming out of draft night. Usually means it's going to suck hind tit. When I'm, uh, I, yeah. my team sucks. I hate football. I'm never going to watch again. My fantasy team's fairly competitive. And yeah. actually pretty happy with it. All right. Oh, the Indians took a 6-5 lead against the Red Sox. Looks like the, yeah, that's more on my sports segment. So, uh, no, that just ruined my night. But looking for a sweep against the at Fishman 8 uh, Indians. But, again, that's in my twirl around the world of sports. So, without further ado, another donation. Yeah. Uh, from Will Evans. Just, Woo! He, Will. He, you know, yeah. He, I mean, he brought a bunch of them. Our third tasting is another taste uh, donation from Jason Moeller. So, listeners, keep those donations coming. What we have tonight is Into the Labyrinth, Route 27, which is an experimental double IPA, 8.5%. And... I wonder, Dave, as you know, as you noticed, right. and I haven't even been able to sign back into Untapped. Untapped did a must have did update a, or something. A, an app update, yeah, because now it was listed as zero IBUs. Right, I'm thinking zero <laughs> replaced the infamous NA because okay. the, yeah, you, makes sense. you would think there like, have to be an IBU. What do you What do you think is better? I like the NA. I like the NA better. Yeah, because zero just means it sounds like you're a loser. <laughs> There's no, there's no bitterness to this at all. Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Well, well, we're about to find out. But it, this is a uh, from Waxworks Brewing in Kalamazoo, which uh, Will gave us a couple offerings from Whoops, those. Before we get a corrections corner, Wax Wings. What did I say? Waxworks? Yeah. Yeah. Wax Wings. And last time I called it West Wings. And this, <laughs> today I'm calling it Waxworks. So I apologize to the fine folks at Wax Wings. Brewing Company in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And the other one he has that I, don't, that I didn't bring tonight is also, it's a black can with the white labyrinth. Uh. And it's, like, I think it's Route 26. Mm -hmm. And that's a 7.2, and it's not a double. So I went with the double tonight. So without further ado, let me get this started here. Or let us get this started here. Oh, fruity bursting out of the, the, the can as you open it. And a near-perfect pour. I wonder if rolling the can is actually the secret to these smaller brewery craft IPAs. Because that's actually fucking perfect. Yes, it is. Cheers. Tangerine, I think. Yeah, it's definitely not grapefruit. I think that's a tangerine. 
Okay. Possibly grapefruit. I'm getting some grapefruit. Okay. Fuck it. Let's go. Same thing. Grapefruit tangerine. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, exactly, yeah. but a little different. Yeah, they're both fruits that you peel. <laughs> well, it's definitely not bitter. No. No. Almost it's like, almost a juice. Yeah, it's almost a smoothie type IPA. Yeah. Hand me one of those napkins. Yep. There. there you go. Ah. Uh, all right, well, a couple things I just want to throw out there that's been not really bothered me, baffling, though. Lay it on us, Mike. First of all, at one of our accounts the other day, I'm walking to fill a cooler. It's with one of my merchandisers. Walking to fill a cooler, and this guy comes up to me and is like, you ever coming to church again? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm like piercing into him like, who is this fucking guy? I don't know who this guy is. I mean, I'm not the preacher. I mean, how do I stand out? And it's not like he's my next door neighbor or, right. you know, somebody I, I know. Yeah. But obviously he recognized that I used to go to St. Thomas Aquinas, and I haven't been there since. Pre-COVID. Pre-March of 2020. Uh, probably March of 2020 was the last time I went. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I, I'm a... Was at a cross of emotions, like wait a second, I'm that fucking, you know, I'm, I'm you know, kind of puffing up the chest, I'm like I'm fucking that world renowned that some old guy recognizes from from church and realizes I haven't been there lately, lately in the last year and a half, and I'm like, but I'm like, how is that even possible? Why would this old? It's not like he, I don't know him. He's like, you ever? I hope to see you again. I'm thinking to myself, I almost wanted to bust out with the old. Beelzebub has the devil put aside for me, for me. <laughs> you know, the, you know, the Bohemian Rhapsody right. really, or something. But I was just so stunned by the. It's like I don't know you. What is? What do you care if I'm at church or not? I don't get it. It's he, like he wants you. He, he's looking out for your soul, Mike. But, uh, okay, that's fair enough. And I appreciate it, Mr. Old Guy, who are looking out for my soul. But you it's didn't like, ask I am, him who he was? No. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, well, obviously he remembers me from St. Thomas, but, and he is stalking me enough to know that I haven't been there in a year and a half and hopes I come back soon. It's like, I don't do anything when I'm there. Some <laughs> sweet old guy comes up to you and says, hey, hope to see you at church. You're like, yeah. get out of my way. I'm trying to feel cooler. I, well, that was, I was thinking that, but I'm like, yeah, I didn't even have an answer for him. I'm like, hey, yeah. I'm like, you know, because it was so badly. Now I could see, like, if, like during the homily, I got behind the preacher and I was a juggler, you know, or you know, I swallowed the swords that were on fire or something. I could, say. I could see why. Like, hey, I really need you back at church, buddy, because I really miss your antics. But I just sit there like a normal parishioner and, you know, yeah. look to the lady to my left. It's like. Yeah, she's hittable. You know, and, you know, I was like, so, you know, yeah, I, I I truly do have the whole concept of church down pat. So you didn't recognize him? No, not at all. Maybe it was God. Do you think, or what if it was the Grim Reaper? And I'm about to die. Hoping you weren't going to church? Oh, I wonder, that could be. Now we just brought a whole new aspect into my thinking. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so it was whole, the whole baffling thing was I was just amazed that, I attract that much attention with that. I am actually missed at St. Thomas Aquinas Church. It's good to be missed. It is. It's very good to be missed. And the other thing that really is getting under my craw, oh, shit, you know, 70 episodes worth of COVID-related shit. No mask in the beginning, then a mask, then no mask if you're vaccinated. And now it's like, now my company has reinstituted 
that if you're in the building or in a store, you have to wear the mask. So me being the, you know, not yeah. studious, the dutiful employee that I am, yeah. I wear the mask. Right. And never am I more emasculated than when I see somebody that I know who is maskless and I'm wearing a mask and I feel like such a cum-guzzling twat <laughs> that it's like I'm just so humiliated. I might as well take my clothes off and let them sodomize me. I'm so humiliated by the fact that you're... Because they're, they're looking at me like, that fucking pussy's wearing a mask? I know that's what they're thinking, Dave. No, it's not. Yes, it is what it they're is thinking. Not. It drives me crazy. They know damn well you have to wear a mask because you're working in there. Every 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 fast food restaurant, restaurant period, I, I think right now. No, that's that's, they know that's, you, that's neither no, here nor there, Dave. They know you have to. All right, well, I still feel like a cum-guzzling twat. <laughs> Maybe you want to. No, I just, it just, you shouldn't wear the mask. You know. Oh, no, and, I and, mean, and no, one, did you understand what I was yeah, saying? Yeah, maybe though? I want to be a cum guzzling twat. No, <laughs> okay, I just want to be No, I, I don't want to, but that's the way I feel like when all of my friends are maskless and I'm dressed up, you know, like, it's just wrong. I just, I, I don't like it. And the other thing, another check the box COVID thing. We both went through this past Friday when we took our, uh, Youngest sons to Ferris. Well, we didn't really take them. They took themselves because they have cars, right? right. But we followed them, helped yes. them move them, and yeah, you know, whatnot. Brought up and shit. so we go in there. Students have to fill out the form, <laughs> submit to a COVID test. I know it. Get their temperature say. taken. Yep. They go get their COVID test. It's a rapid version. Yep. And... So they sit and wait. Wasn't that rapid? I thought they said they'd tell them in an hour. Well, that, that's that's my point of the whole fucking just check the box syndrome because yeah. it's the rapid test. So normally you would think, okay. It's 15 minutes on a rapid test. Mr. Peters, Nicholas Peters, Mr. Dawson, Max Dawson. Okay, we've got your test. Kind of go sit behind that screen and we will let you know. No, it's a carry on. We'll call you within an hour if it's positive. Well, meanwhile, you've infected the whole fucking dorm room because, hey, wait a second, Mr. John Doe, you tested positive for COVID. Oh, really? I've just been fucking everybody up here on the fourth floor of this <laughs> tower. So, why? I mean, why would you let them go it may, it, after they, you know... It was a whole, it was a whole COVID logic. It, exactly. It it's it's like, hey, it, it's check the box. Yeah. Hey, let's get the kids back into school, which I'm all for. All yeah. for going back to school. Yeah. I think they are going to have to wear the mask in, in, in the classroom, which, okay, whatever, who cares? But it, it's just another silly thing. All right, we're going to test you for COVID, run rapid for an hour, and then if you're positive, we'll, we'll get a hold of you. And then what happens? You know, then they just, hey, John Doe tested positive for COVID. Oh, shut the whole university down because we don't know where John Doe went that last hour <laughs> when he really should be waiting for the result. Right. And then, oh, shoot, you're positive. Nope, can't go in here. You know, where are your parents at? You know, because they didn't even care what I did. Oh, no, we went Just, everywhere. Exactly. We went everywhere our kids went. Did yeah, they that, give us a test? Not, not even, didn't even, I wanted my temperature checked. I was kind of feeling a little flush. And I wanted, and they just, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay, sure, whatever, see ya. So anyway, those were two things I had to get. They weren't necessarily fuck you moments. No. But they were just, I had to get them off my chest in segment one here in the pod. <laughs> they were uh, walking around kind of with one eyebrow raised going, this is interesting. Yes. I don't get this. This is COVID. This is COVID, exactly. COVID stupidness. 
But it looked, hey, we got them all moved in. Yep. Kind of fired up about it. Um, they have enough of their high school buddies around where they shouldn't get too lonely in hopes they branch right. out, meet new friends. and. Well, it sounded like they branched out on like the second night. Yeah, second night, found a party. <laughs> uh, so, hey, yeah. hey, you're good for them. Like I said, quick thing, I know the likes of uh, Nick Witzke, Grandpa Blackhawk, I know they want to pick-by-pick pick blow up my fantasy football draft today. Right. Sorry, guys. We have other business to attend to. I'm just going to let you know that as a Bear fan, I'm kind of now an adopted Green Bay Packer fan because I selected seventh in a 14-team league. I got Devontae Adams at seven, followed it up with Aaron Rodgers with my second pick. So Good picks. Good picks. I'm actually, yeah. And, and then I, my third pick was another wide receiver I'm quite happy with. And I'm so happy with I fucking forget it who I fucking took at that pick, and I'll, it'll come to me here and say. But anyway, so yeah, that's the scary thing. Like I said when we first kicked off this pod, is like I'm actually kind of happy with my team, and I think Rogers wants to just stick it to the man and get out of Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for a big year from those two. So that means my team will probably finish dead last. <laughs> Optimism, exactly. And uh, all right. I need a drink, Dave. What have you been watching this week? All right, so um, I caught up on the two episodes I needed to catch up on Ted Lasso. Uh, beginning of the season, for those of you that were able to get your uh, Apple TV Plus uh, subscription, first two episodes were very clunky of the second season, like they were forcing it. Um, and then it's it's now it's gotten back into its rhythm and it's... It's funny. It's good. There's good writing. Anybody that's a coach, again, will really, really appreciate kind of the that those aspects that they take into it. Um, and then, uh, did you have something to say about that? Yeah, I was just going to say, when is what episode number was the? Because I don't have the uh, Apple right. TV. The the Christmas episode. That okay. was the third. That was one of the good ones. Okay, because everybody everybody ones. says third. after the Christmas episode it picks back up, but every that's what everybody said. The first three episodes yeah. of Ted Lasso have been shit. Season two, right? So the third episode, at least the the banter between everybody in in how you know like the acting, the acting was shit in the first two, in the first two episodes of season two. Um, very forced. They tried to you know. I don't even know how to explain it besides it was forced. But uh, episode three was good. It was better. But the, the content was all Christmassy and Which it was kind of weird. Yeah, in, it was in August. Yeah, 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 it was weird and it just didn't jive with everything else. Uh, but it's definitely picked up uh, quite a bit. And then um, the other thing I got into, I couldn't help it. Uh, they plugged it and plugged it and plugged it. And I'm like, all right, I'll just check out the first episode of C. As in S E E, Jason Moma, Moma, I think I pronounced what it right. What platform is it on? Same. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, it is. Uh, it's good. The premise is kind of post-apocalyptic uh, COVID or something like that. You know, a virus right. goes through, and then human beings lose the, the ability to see. You know, five hundred years later. What's what's the planet look like? What's the culture look like? And of course, um, you know it's not a spoiler alert because you can watch some of the trailers and stuff like that. But you know, of course, Mo- Moma 
is a is a warrior, you know, and trying not to be, and but he gets thrown back into situations where he's got to slice and dice people, and it's graphic. Okay, so Action, if you're squeamish on that the, kind of stuff, that's on the background header when I go onto our smart TV, and yeah. you can choose the app you want to watch. Right. But obviously, I can't choose Apple TV. So, uh, so Batista's in season two as his brother. Right. So that's all the farther I'll go with that. But they just started season two, and I just saw episode one. Uh, the storyline's actually really, really good. And now, did you watch season season I, one? I blew through it. Okay, I stayed up almost. I stayed up really late. To, it was good enough. I wanted to get through it, and I knew, you know, I knew I was going to be working quite a bit here coming up, so I didn't want to. But uh, yeah, so every Friday I think it comes out. And I tell you what, the chick that plays the queen, she's got to have a little bit of loony in her because she does a just a bang up job. Her character is, you know, batshit crazy, and she does a phenomenal job. All right. <laughs> like, well, again, it goes back to episode. No, it wasn't 59 when we were on 59 when we went to Destination Bourbon, who, by the way, is doing a live stream tonight at 9 o'clock, which will be last night when everybody hears ours. But uh, Man, make did sure. we go on Destination Bourbon before he came on ours, or did he come on ours before we went on his? No, we went on his, and then All he right, came so on I, ours. So episode like 61, 62, or whatever, like he said, it's like, because... Uh, Paramount Plus seem, has a couple things that are like, man, I'd like to watch that. Right. And then there's some on Apple TV that you're talking about. But now all of a sudden, if, you, if I get that and that, now all of a sudden I'm back up to cable prices. I'm like, all right, I'm spending $199 an app. No, but I wonder if I wonder if uh, Prime will pick up some of that stuff. Either Prime or if you have a Disney Plus package, you Which should have Hulu. Yep, I have Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Maybe Plus, Hulu, Hulu, ESPN Hulu Plus. or Prime will probably pick up C. All right. I'll wait for that. I mean, it's an Apple original, but I don't know. they got to share the wealth a little bit. Right. So, but I, too, have been busy on the watch market. All right. And as, you know, Liz and I are third of the way through Coven, which is the third installment of American Horror Story, on the rewatch. Obviously, we have seen it. And Wednesday night on FX, it comes out, and then it's, on Hulu the next night, and I'm you know Chuck and Liz are screaming at the their radio right now because I fucking already forgot what the name of season ten is called. But last week Wednesday, Liz and I watched it. Thursday, uh, they came out with a two bank, uh, you know, a two hour little bank, basically a double debt, double double header, if you will, sure. of American Horror Story season ten. And Lily Rob Rabe R A B E, I don't know how she pronounces it. Evan Peters, who I don't know why he's not in anything other than Ryan Murphy stuff, but Evan Peters is fucking phenomenal as an actor. It's not really a spoiler alert because like forty, you know, thirty minutes into the movie, you're kind of like, okay, I, I see where this is going, but yet another vampire angle from American Horror Story, which I think Hotel was vampires, but I mean the first two were stellar. It was like, all right, this is classic American horror story, and it's it's great. And then the only negative is, is you you get so used to these subscriptions, we're like, all right, hey, yeah. you know, hey, two seasons, ten episodes a season, you can, you know, watch twenty episodes in how much ever time you need. Right. 
Whereas this one, I mean, it's it's actually network TV. It's on FX Wednesday nights. You know, Liz and I could watch it on direct TV on Wednesday, but we have no furniture in that room right now because <laughs> Justin took that, and we went and got new furniture, and they're talking November. I mean, that's how far out yeah. everything is. It's right. like we ordered it. And they're like, yeah, we're looking at maybe November 15th. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I'm really excited about that. The first two episodes were fantastic. And finally did it. Ripped off the fucking mandate. Can't wait till September 4th on Showtime. And I'm thankful I kept my Showtime subscription. Because I don't know if September 4th is technically the continuation of Season 5. Or if it'll be Episode 1, Season 6. Whatever. That's semantics at this point. But Liz and I, Monday, Episode 1 and 2. Tuesday, episode three, four, and five. Wednesday, episode six and seven. So we are all caught up, ready for the September 4th re-kick of Billions. And season five it was is everything I thought it was going to be, where everybody's fucking throwing daggers and arrows at my man Bobby Axelrod. And he and, uh, uh, did, no, his right-hand man, is it, not, is it Diggs? No. I'll keep talking while you think of it. Uh, Wags. Wags, they, I knew it. Yeah, I knew it was. Yeah, so. And him and Wags are just like, kind of like, ping, ping, little Superman shield, just deflecting everything off. And uh, Stacker, is that her name, the character name? Oh, the, uh, the, the attorney. Uh, the attorney, yeah. I, I say it three times an episode, almost every time she comes on camera. And I guess that means you, she's doing a good job as an actress. I fucking hate that character. Every time she comes on, I literally want to fucking punch her. I hate her. Why? I just, because she's got a little bit of an old right, oh and she God. shows a little bit of teeth, and her eyes are as big as silver dollars, and she's condescending. Oh, I just I I hate that character. Well, she's condescending because look at what she's gone through in the first four seasons. Fair she's, enough. She's that, sick that's of getting, a point. That's she's a point. Getting screwed over. But she's always anti Bobby, and I'm a Bobby Axelrod backer. And if you don't believe me, <laughs> Nick Witzke finally got on the bandwagon, blew through the first three episodes of season one, and he says he thinks he's going to be hooked. So oh, and my Billy, yeah. my brother and sister in law this weekend said they were like you you are. Dead. See, they couldn't, like you, the first 15 minutes of episode one, season one, that's what hooked you. They couldn't get past that. Okay. But as soon yeah. as they did, as soon as they got into episode three, four, five, they're like, they're, oh, this is the this is maybe one of the greatest shows that they've seen. And that seen. wasn't the first 15 minutes. That's the first 15 seconds almost. Whatever. But that's what I mean. That's what's weird. It's all character development because how many people get killed in billions? Nope. Not many. No. Very few. There's a lot of implied sex, but how much sex do you really see? Not, Not much. Not much. No. There's no... I mean, there's nothing... I mean, everyone... You know, other than maybe somebody taking a swing at somebody, there's no violence. There's no car chases. Right. I mean, so everything I'm saying right now, people are thinking, well, that except sounds for, fucking... For, except for Dollar Bill taking his minivan. To, yeah. To, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, people who don't know what we're talking about are like, well, that doesn't sound like a very good series at all. But if you start watching it, the character development, and it, it's just fantastic. And I'm looking forward to September 4th. Well, between Axelrod and um, and Chuck Rhodes, those two characters, yep. 
I mean, they're just those those two actors are just really they oh. can they they suck you in with their intensity. That's all. And that's and the other thing about that is and that's what and that almost like to compare it to wrestling. Whether you're like, I'm, I'm not going to try to sell you on the aspects of wrestling. But I don't know if this if is going to be a good connection. If so you watch sure you... wrestling and, you know, Joe Schmo comes out, let's instead of Joe Schmo, let's say Ric Flair, and you absolutely hate the fucking things he says and does, and you're so fucking mad and you know it's fake, and you're just like, I fucking hate this guy. He's doing his job right. as a heel. Right. And that's, not, now I don't know if, you know, because I'm sure some people watch Billions and they're actually on Chuck Rhodes' side. I fucking hate Chuck Rhodes. He's a backstabbing, <laughs> conniving, dirty politician. And I fucking hate his guts. And he plays the part to a T. So th- that's what makes it great. Bobby Axelrod is an arrogant guy who came from nothing, comes with money, and usually winds out just ahead of you know the law or the, his opposition or whatever. And that's why I'm a proponent of his. And it's just, it's a fantastic series. And if you refuse to watch it, then Too bad I you. pity you. So <laughs> yeah, we we watched. Okay, so going back to the you know how many subscriptions are you going to subscribe to? Right. You know we wanted. To, I told last night. I told Shelly. You know, hey, let's catch up. And uh, we watched uh, episode one on of of season five. Season five, right. episode one, on our uh, Prime subscription. Right. Well, then it tells us we're we locked go out. To, we got to yep. go to Showtime. I'm like, Brian well, Adams went through the same thing. I am not. I, that's it. I'm, I think Brian Adams actually did. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brian. I'm tapped out with my subscriptions. I'm not doing it anymore. Well, so now at some point down the line, you'll be able to. Right. Now, and to me, that's actually good business on their part. It's like, all right, we know we're coming back with a new series, so. We want to hook you in and get you on it. Because Liz and I don't watch Billions on Amazon Prime. We actually watch it through our Showtime. Right. You said you have a yeah. subscription on Showtime. And because we had to finish Shameless. And then after Shameless, it was uh, the Brian Cranston thing. And then after Brian Cranston, it's been Billions. So that's why. And right. hopefully they come up with another one. Or not, you know, but it, it, No, it is good business because Showtime knows that as soon as their Showtime viewers are going to watch it, it's not... You know, some of them might go back right away and, and watch yeah. them again, but why not get a couple bucks off of Prime? Exactly. And then have Amazon pay them for, sure, good business. All right, hey, what you, do you, ready, think? you ready to rate? Yeah. Into the Labyrinth, Route 27. And what I've learned with the uh, wax wings that what Will has given us, you really got to read the label on the can because remember two episodes ago, we had the the, the the purple condor or whatever it was. Yeah. And the labels were exactly the same, but you and I were drinking different beer. You had a coconut yep. and I had the pack. Yep. And these are actually the same. They were uh, packaged on July 21st, 2021. Experimental WIPA. But So when you're indulging in wax wings, you really got to read the label because even though the picture may be similar, right. it actually may be a different beer. Or, or read the, the sticker they put on it. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I meant. The, the sticker label. So, but we, you and I are drinking the same beer tonight. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm not going to go into the four-point range. I'm going to go with the 3.6, simply because, in my opinion, a tad on the smoothie side. I mean, this this is a fruity, fruity right. IPA. Right. But still, excellent flavor, and that's why I'm not going to 
hold it against it and go like a 2.2, right. I'm going to give it a 3.60. And for those people that have been listening for a while, for at least uh, 89 episodes, no, I mean at least 60 episodes or something like that, uh, for the reason you gave that you're not going into the four-point range, I gave it a 3.9. Okay. Uh, just for that very reason. Because I can have I can have multiples of these, and um, you know the IBUs might actually literally be zero. I don't know. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there's no bitterness at all in this beer. <laughs> and for a double IPA to have you know to taste like a almost like a smoothie, a lot of uh, IPA drinkers I would imagine would get this and be disappointed to some degree because there's not a whole lot of IPA. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no there's not bite to it, but it's it's a Almost like an Austin Brothers mango smoothie right. type yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Um, all right. Well, let's see who's closer with our friends at Untapped. Well, a mere 206 check-ins. Okay. Well, they like it better than both of us. How much? Uh, 4.26. Whoa. I mean, so that's almost that would almost be a max rating right. in 89 episodes for us. Huh. So... Well, my theory was was wrong about the IPA drinkers maybe not liking it as much. Again, I'm going to hold it to the 206 check-ins that yeah. bumped okay. that up. You know, the, some people, the, the people that really liked it, got on there and probably gave it right. a bunch of fives. So sure, but I mean, it's not like we didn't like it. Three nine, three six. Those are still solid ratings. All right, Dave. Second taste, and we're going to break up the donations because all the donations are IPAs. Which hey. No argument there. We love our IPAs, but everyone, you know, mid pod, we like to throw something in the middle to differentiate the taste. There you go. So when we went to Ferris, you purchased some take homes from Cranker's Brewery in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And where? Kalamazoo, K Zoo, Big Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> but it says, oh yeah, Big Rapids. I don't know where I got K Zoo. Oh, K Zoo is the first one. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, maybe that uh, train wreck is. Fast approaching here. <laughs> yeah. And Big Rapids, Michigan, where Ferris is. Just it was a couple blocks away from uh, the North Tower. So, and you purchased a Bulldog Red Ale, 5.1%, 27 IBUs. Now, it, for those of you listening that don't know Ferris State University, their mascot is? The Bulldogs. The Bulldogs. Our... Uh, our Irish Red pours a deep mahogany and supports a robust off-white foam, featuring rich, complex caramel aromas with a touch of dark sugar. There is just enough hop character to balance this easy drinker. And if you reread that, it's almost like a porn <laughs> of the old the old VHS the old VHS sleeve of the porn. You know, with a touch of dark sugar, there is just enough hot character. Oh, yeah. That's definitely the old VHS when you go behind the old saloon doors of your blockbuster only, video. Yeah, only, <laughs> only you would pull oh, that from that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, hey, it fits, does it, brother? Ah, <laughs> uh, so, all right, let's go. Let's see what the old Bulldog Red has to offer. Uh-oh. Oh, there we go. Yeah, you left it in the freezer too long, I think, Dave. Well, but probably only about 15 minutes. Oh, this is not good. Yeah, there ain't no way that's 15 minutes, bro. Yeah, it is. Well, then you have a fucking freezer that... Cranks. Will be... The cryogenics committee's coming for your freezer. (laughs) 
All right, so now that's... I got mine in there. That's what she said. But All right. Oh, before we... Yeah, hey, let's let's cheers and taste this. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Nothing really on the note. That is that more stout tasting than red ale tasting? I was trying to figure out how to explain it, but yeah, kind of. I think that's really heavy. What'd you say? There was some caramel in there. Yeah, yeah, that's heavy on that. Now, is it caramel? I I like to read it Car- as caramel. Yeah. Is caramel the proper pronunciation of the word, or is it also acceptable to say caramel? Or are those two different things? Are caramel and caramel two different things? Wow. This is not a Food Network program, Mike. But we, we just, we, we just, we that. fucking just deep dived into, <laughs> you know, the cooking world. Sure. I like to say caramel. Caramel sounds sexier. I would agree. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think, you know, if you're upscale, you say caramel. If you're trailer trash, you say caramel. Give me a caramel apple. But nobody ever says, give me a caramel apple. That's why I'm wondering if they're different things. Yeah, but you would probably punch somebody because if they if, if they said, give me a caramel apple, it sounds like they got their pinky up in That's there. That's what I'm saying. But so, so <laughs> or, or is a caramel apple it's trashy? Ca- yeah, I don't I they, they might be two different things. I don't know. Oh, anyway, before we get into, oh, third pick. I finally remembered my third pick of the draft. But before we get into that... I have to call you on the carpet. It was brought to my attention last night Uh-oh. that apparently you have issue with Grandpa Blackhawk's daughter. What? It stems from a high school incident that she didn't want the to run the mile, and it, you know I, I felt uncomfortable eating last night at uh, <laughs> the place in Bullock Creek, but uh, the creek. The creek. Yeah, they, where okay. they brought it up. You know, we were talking about the podcast, and you know, Allison said, "Oh, he hates me." I'm like, who hates you, uh, Mr. Dawson? You know, even though she's a 25 year old, you know, she still refers what? to you as Mr. Dawson. And I, and I'm, hey, I'm. What do you mean? He, that's what I said. I said, what do you mean he hates you? He's all. Uh, he called me a smartass because he said I always try to get out of running the mile. I'm like, well, I'm recording tomorrow. I'll try to get to the bottom of it, Allison. I don't re- ever remember calling any of my anybody a smartass. <laughs> All right, hey, there's always two sides of the coin. Right. I was just, you know, like I say, it made my dinner very uncomfortable on, oh, speaking of which, while you're trying well, to and I, I will say this. If there's somebody that really is trying really hard week in and week out to not do any of it, to not try at all, you know, but I like them, I might get into some banter like that between, you know, a student and just like, you know. Oh, quit being a smartass. Get on the track. All right. Well, like I say, and I don't know, you know, I, I was just told that I would bring it to the forefront and we could try to air the dirty laundry right here on episode 89 and we go from there. No, I don't hate Allison. That's silly. All right. Well, I don't, the hate was never brought in. She oh, just, what she yeah, said, don't like? Yeah, she, she, oh, no. Mr. I, Dawson's no, I, no yeah. I like Allison. All right. You know, so, uh, now where the fuck was I going with that? There Your was, third the, pick. Oh, no. Oh, but... And in episode correction corner, Billions, the continuation of season five, comes out September 5th, oh. not September 4th. And then in January, season six hits. So season five's probably a 
quick four or five episode jaunt. There'll probably be a little break, and then in January we hit with uh, season six. So I won't see and it's season Stecker, six till not Stocker or Stacker or whatever I called her in the first segment. So I won't see season six until J- July. Probably till I show my face to that guy in church. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when, that's probably when you'll see the next the most updated uh, billions episode. Now we could do this. I don't know if we have enough time now. The fact that we're empty nesters, maybe we do. But you could come over here and watch some Ted Lasso, and I could go over to your place and watch an episode of Billions. Maybe. Or dude, can you? Uh, yeah. I don't know about Apple TV. Like, can you give me your username and password for Apple? And I think I can give you my user because that's how that's actually how we watch Hulu. My younger sister Caitlin, who watch it, Mike. We're putting this out into like we're putting this out to the yeah. world. But I don't think we're not doing anything wrong. Maybe one yeah. of our li- one of our millions of listeners is a you know a, a, an executive for one of these possibly networks. yeah you know possibly I mean, we have millions of listeners, but I doubt any of the big wigs at the the uh, listening platforms or watch viewing platforms are. But like I think I think it I think like Caitlin watches our HBO Max and we watch Caitlin's Hulu. Caitlin Jenner? No no Caitlin Herzog, my younger sister. Oh, okay. Who this is episode eighty nine, I think she's listened to maybe three. Well that's why I said right? I couldn't think it wasn't your sister because she doesn't listen, so it's gotta be Caitlin Jenner. But so we share platforms. So yeah. I mean like like could I give you my my Amazon Maybe. Although Amazon Prime's, I think, is a dangerous one to share because Amazon Prime, you can just like order anything in the world. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but like, yeah. so Netflix, Hulu, and HBO, right. I think you can just say, you know, you right. watch your shows, I watch my shows. You know, we'll right. all say kumbaya. But <laughs> Amazon Prime gets a little dicey because Amazon Prime, I think, you have access to the, you know, the, you know. Um, the, Mike, the, did you order? Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> what is this eight-inch mahogany <laughs> strap on? What? Yeah, I was trying to go there, but I couldn't. Uh, uh, anyway, hey, my third pick. I went Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, followed up with A.J. Brown. Hey. So I, I've got a good nucleus. I'm really looking forward to the fantasy football season. Yes, you bring that up. I am wondering, and I'm sure some of our listeners are wondering as well, when is the second annual Flights Football and Anything Else Fantasy Football League? Well, it's funny you should ask, Dave. We will be doing episode 89 the day before Labor Day. I mean, if you have any holiday plans, we could probably do it the Saturday or maybe even on Labor Day during the day. A little day drinking, day drinking, day drinking is the best drinking. There you go. Um, which Bill Ryle is not committed to draft day in his league, so hopefully he's aware I coach football and more than not come. But uh, what I was thinking, I know the Grandpa Blackhawks of the world Love the weekly update mm-hmm. of, hey, Dave got 28 points from his players and Mike got 28 points from his players and Henry got 28 points from his players with the in-depth breakdown that I'm prone to do. Sure. He'll be disappointed with us. But what I was thinking is having our listeners submit their weekly lineup Yep. via at EPODFFA or... One of our, as the big dog from Spilling the Nachos, who just came out with another episode today, was real bit, (coughs) something a little tickle on my throat there. With my fantasy draft, I was busy. I haven't gotten a chance to listen, but when Ruby and I go for our walk tomorrow, 
I'll be listening to Spilling the Nachos. Right on. And, <clears throat> excuse me, woo, that's part of the uh, the old Sriracha beer nuts mix, Dave. <laughs> so anyway, I was thinking, you know, one of our millions of Facebook pages, because I do love our Flights Football and Anything Else page. Search Flights Football and Anything Else on, on your Facebook page. Give us a like. But I don't think they can post anything there. So I think they'd have to post their lineup on the Mike and Dave page. Mm-hmm. We'll look at the Mike and Dave page and say, hey, listener, Joe Baguchi from Tupelo, Mississippi, started Russell Wilson. And then we could occasionally mention it on the pod, and yet everybody could see it. I'll update the Facebook page. Say, hey, Joe Baguchi's in first place after four weeks with a million points because he selected the greatest fantasy team of all time. And everybody could see on our Facebook page, be it the Flights Football or Anything Else page right. or the Mike and Dave page or however. Right. We're still learning. We're getting better, though, slowly but surely. And I think that's the way we do fantasy, even though it'll really bum uh, Grandpa Blackhawk out because he really loves the eight minutes I spend going over <laughs> points to the fantasy football players because... I, you know, he watches like three minutes of a Lion game every third week, and that's the extent of his football. We well, could still go over in the pod, what? But if we're covering it on Facebook, that generates the interest of the Facebook page, and now we've come out with a separate medium. Nah, I don't know. I think people would enjoy it in both. I don't know. You know, no, I don't think they do. They don't like us. Those that want to do the fantasy will go on the Facebook. Right. And still, I mean, we can mention, hey, Joe, hey. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. We'll mention, hey, Dave's still leading the Facebook page. Follow us on Facebook at Flight Football and Anything Else. Okay. And then you can see where you stand. But as far as breaking it down on a week-to-week basis. Right. The majority of our listeners don't give a frog's fat ass who went through what. But they, they need money. <laughs> what movie? Uh, Moneyball. Oh, speaking of movies. Yeah. Before we get into the ever popular Mike's twirl around the world of sports in five minutes or less. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. Liz and I watched that last night on Amazon Prime. Okay. Quality movie. Love it. Is I it- figured since you're here and I'm here, Mr. Hound, that it's our time and I would just order some za. That it is, Mr. Spicoli. Nice, nice impression of Jeff Spicoli. Or Sean Penn. So, the question is, Mike DeMone's given Mark Rat- Ratner tips yep. on how to date. Right. And he could, his last tip is, and whenever possible, play side one of Led Zeppelin 4. Mark, and then it goes to the it kind of like fades to black and goes to the next scene where Mark Ratner is with Jennifer Jason Lee who's somewhat sexy and attractive unlike atypical where she's just fucking hit with a bag of bricks as I mentioned last episode or two episodes ago and what's on the radio cashmere wow from physical graffiti now was that just somebody probably making an error and it's a it's a movie blooper so to speak or 
could they play it off as like, well, Mike Damone did say, whenever possible, play side one of Led Zeppelin four. And maybe Mark Rabbit was, well, it ain't fucking possible because I ain't got it. I got physical graffiti and this is what you're listening to. Because cashmere is physical graffiti. Yeah. And it, he clearly says side one of Led Zeppelin four. That's because I, I want to, that might be stairway to heaven. Where you know he probably figured that yeah. you know, yeah, that'll be a good yeah, makeout yeah. sign, you know whatever. You know, whatever. Mike, I, I got to admit, I've never thought that deeply about. Fast <laughs> times at few people high. do, few people right. do, and oh. that's what puts yeah. me ahead of everybody else. Exactly, because yeah. I bring these meaningful, deep, thoughtful <laughs> questions to the forefront. Because is it an error, or is it like, hey, he said whenever possible? I just don't. I don't have. Led Zeppelin four. I've got physical graffiti, and there ain't nothing wrong with Cashmere. No, I mean, Cashmere is a solid. I mean, Ka- you could argue Cashmere is a better song than anything on Led Zeppelin four. But that's not what Mike Damone suggested when his, you know. Yeah, right. Now the the lady will have the linguine and clam sauce. <laughs> you know, you order first. You know, that's not what he he said. Whenever possible, right. Led, side one Led Zeppelin four. You know, the writers are sitting in their wheelchairs at the uh, at the uh, retirement home, going listening to this, going, "Oh, fuck! I knew I screwed up somewhere." And that that that's what makes me want. That's such so blatant. Like, and then the other one was like the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It's not Predator. Unless the writers were my age, and then they're not, hopefully, in wheelchairs at a retirement home. Well, they're probably older than us, but I don't know if they're in wheelchairs yet. But then that one Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, which are all the same, but I know it's not Predator and it's not Terminator, but they're driving a yellow Porsche, and they're banging each other on the highway. you say Porsche or Porsche? Porsche. Okay. Just Porsche. Checking. Porsche. Okay. There is no substitute. Okay, got it. If you say Porsche, you're no friend of mine. I don't know what's correct, by the way. I just say Porsche. <laughs> and they're banging, banging. And on one scene, on the on an early scene, you see the headlights out. And they switch camera angles. And, and the it head- has both headlights on. Yeah. That's just piss poor, early 80s, oh, bad yeah. editing. Oh, yeah. Because they're in the editing room, and he just chopped off the part right. where the lights are. And he's like, oh, shit. And he's yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, gonna, just, yeah, keep rolling. Nobody, just, ain't nah, nobody gonna notice that. Nah, nobody's gonna <laughs> notice that except for maybe a Mike, Mike Peters or somebody. Exactly. So anyway, I want to know: Did Mark Ratner say, "Hey, I ain't got it," or was it an error? Because cashmere is physical graffiti. Cave closed. But I think without further ado, Dave. Yeah. Get your clock ready. Getting it ready. I think this is going to be easily achieved because not a lot in this world of sports, you know, this time of year, it isn't. Uh, where is it? There it is. There we go. Five minutes. Put it on the board. Mm, got, got it. And three, two, one. All right. What we're going to start out with, as always, this time of year is my beloved Red Sox. Scheduled day off Monday. They had the makeup. From episode 88, where it was rained out, they played the Texas Rangers and beat the Rangers 8-4 in 11 innings on a walk-off grand slam in the bottom of the 11th. Tuesday, they beat Minnesota 11-9. Wednesday, they lost to the Twins 9-6-10 after blowing a huge lead. Thursday, beat Minnesota 12-2 behind a 3-0 Chris Sale. More on Chris Sale in a moment. 
Friday, we beat the Tribe 4-3. Saturday, we beat the Tribe 5-3-10. and 10. And this just in, our bullpen drizzled, pissed down their leg, and lost to Cleveland 7-5. So for the week, we're 4-3. and three. And all I got to say about that is as the Yankees keep winning and winning and winning, I think the Yankees are like 13-1, and I knew I should have fucking put a bet on them at plus 1,700 to win the fucking American League East, and I didn't because I'm a little twat. The Red Sox are like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure, they're, they're winning two out of three, and normally if you win two out of three series, but they're playing right now they're playing the likes of the Rangers, the Indians, the Twins. Those teams are fucking trash. You don't go 2-1 and one against trash. You go 3-0 and oh against trash. And, you know, it's just, I equate it to the Red Sox coming out in your terms, it's a, a one-mile race. The Red Sox came out and broke into a full-on sprint. And now they're crawling. And now they're crawling because they gassed themselves out. Yeah. I'm going to put it in my terms. It's like you're dry humping a little too fast. And, you know, before, you know, before push comes to shove, it's like, whoops, all right. Guess no need to unzip. I'm done. Um, anyway, I told you I went. I would go back to Chris Sale. <laughs> Chris Sale joined Sandy Koufax as the only player in Major League history with three immaculate innings. I think we talked about this the last time Chris Sale had an immaculate inning, which would have been, I don't know, who knows, pod 41, who knows. But an immaculate inning, you ask? What is an immaculate inning? Three batters, three pitches per batter. Strike one, strike two, strike three, you're out. Strike one, strike two, strike three, you're out. Strike one, strike two, strike three, you're out. Two players in the history of baseball have done it three times in their career. Lefty Sandy Koufax and lefty Chris Sale of the Boston Red Sox, who is now 3-0. And like I told, the you know they really looked ahead at this schedule. He's beat Baltimore, he's beat Texas, and he's beat Minnesota. Garbage, garbage, and garbage. But he's coming off Tommy John surge. you got to build right. his confidence up. Yeah, yeah. Little League World Series. Michigan beats uh, Ohio 5-2 to, two to awesome. win Awesome. And that's going to be my – this is going to be my talking point after the five minutes around the world of sports. Uh, NASCAR, Ryan Blaney, wins his second straight with a Saturday night victory in Daytona. Rough and Rowdy, uh, a, bar tool, a bar stool sports uh, shindig. The only thing I – Pac-Man Jones lost to Lights Out in a unanimous decision. That was Pac-Man Jones' first ever fight. And in the BMW Championship, Bryson DeChambeau lost to Patrick Cantley in this, on the sixth playoff hole as Cantley drained what must have been like a 20-footer. So, and, oh, and finally, in the NFL, uh, the Bears beat the Titans. Who cares that they beat them? But the person I feel most sorry for is Andy Dalton because unless he comes out, throws for 330 yards and four touchdowns, everybody's going to want to see Justin Fields. He has absolutely no margin for error. He is more than a serviceable NFL quarterback, but everybody's like, what have you done for me lately? I want, I need it now. I need it now. I need it now. The first explanation point or the, uh, the first, Roar the crowd like incomplete. Ah, boo! We want Fields. Nagy's going to feel pressure, and I think prematurely put Fields in. 
I hope I'm wrong. I hope Big Red, the, the Red Rifle, leads us to victory. And, but we shall see. But I think he's at an unfair disadvantage. And that, my friends, is Mike's Twirl Around the World of Sports in five minutes or less. And I gave you guys fucking four seconds back. <laughs> so what of those, if or anything else, Dave, caught your fancy, and I'll bring up mine. No, I think it's pretty cool that a Michigan team won the Little League World Series. All right, and it's funny you think that, because that's what I'm going to talk about, too, is because now if ever anything in the entire world of sporting information, contests, quibbles, quotes, antidotes, theories, arguments, or whatever needed an asterisk, it's the 2021 Little League World Series. Without the world. There was no other fucking team represented than the United States. Right. That is not a Little League World Series. Typically, the big meeting is the USA team versus Taiwan, Japan, China, Mexico, Cuba, whoever. And then the winner of that is the Little League World Series champion. Because of COVID. And, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. argue whether it's good, better, right? You know, you, hey, you got to come in. And, no, you got to point. I, I get, point. I, yeah, exactly. I get that. Who yeah. cares? But, yeah, and hats off to Michigan. Hey, we live in Michigan. Taylor, Michigan. Woohoo, rock on. Don't know any of the kids. Whatever. But they want it. There's definitely an asterisk because there was no world fucking teams in this tournament. Right. Yes, it's way better than no Little League World Series like there was in 2020. Or like there wasn't in 2020. Right. But... Got to put an asterisk by it because there was no world in the World Series. Right. It was the American Series. Right. And, and some would say, well, hey, Mike, you stupid prick. There's no, the World Series that's played in the MLB. There's no world teams involved in that. Well, yeah, stop taking everything so literally, you fucking asshole. But <laughs> There's because, international players. Ex- thank you very much. <laughs> that would be my argument. Yeah, there are, you know. You yeah. know and, hey, more on that at the old fuck you segment in segment three. So well, the World Series in that context would be called the Olympics, sort of. Right? Yeah, we got the sort of gold or silver in that, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was, and that's even fucking. That's another asterisk because those weren't <laughs> the fucking best players in the United States, right? Because they're in their season, right? Yeah. So. Hmm. Well, it's good to get worked up about sports. So I gotta love it. Especially my reference with the Red Sox. I like my you know the Red yeah. Sox. I'm still on the I'm still on the altar of Cora. I, well, that's what I was going to ask when you were like, and I'm still on the altar of Cora. But when everybody in the division, sans the Orioles, made a move at the trade deadline, and the Red Sox, you know, kissed a cousin, <laughs> you know, you saw the writing on the wall. Right. Yeah. So no, I agree. I agree. What do you think? Where are you at with that? Oh, you're at a rating point. Yes. But you go first, though, because... I second. do go first. Okay, this is... Um, let's see. This is different than some of the reds, because this, this isn't even red. There's no. so much caramel in here. It's brown. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to some of the other reds. Now, I will compare this, for example, to our one of our favorite reds, Red Jacket from Keweenaw Brewing, right? Yep. Um, when we had a, a loyal listener, was it uh, was it Brian Adams or who was that 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 uh, Jason Moeller? Jason Moeller that uh, redid the can for us on our Facebook page. Thanks, Jason. Um, 
you know, that's red. Different kind of a taste. This is like Mike said. This is almost like ventures into... There's so much uh, caramel in here or, or whatever, you know. Did, did they dry hop this, did they say? I can't remember. Anyway. Huh. You're looking for a rating. I'm going to go 3.35. It's good. I enjoy it. I would have another one, but I'm not going to... I'm not going to blast it into the high threes. Certainly not a four. Oh, no, it's definitely not a four. But as listeners know, I go beer to beer on a pod to pod basis. And right or wrong. I mean, some some disagree with the way I rate beers. And to them, I say, well, get your own fucking podcast. Rate them however you want. I don't give a fuck. I, I don't know which beer I like better. The Into the Labyrinth, Route 27, or the Bulldog Red Ale. Two totally different beers, both drinkable. So now if you put the proverbial gun to my head, five bullets in the six chambers, spun the, uh, what's the thing called on the gun where you spin it? The chamber. chamber spin yeah. the chamber and say, all right, well, I, yeah, pick the beer. I, I, I think I'm going to like the Labyrinth better. So I'm going to go 3-5. Three, 3-5. Five. Three, five. And I'm also, I'm, I'm reading the description um, again that you read. And it's not only the caramel, but the dark sugar. I'm assuming that's like, why they dark brown sugar? What's dark sugar? Again, that goes back to the, <laughs> I don't the, want to the, go the, back the to the, the 80s porn, of the porn stuff. No. All right. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well. Three five and three point three five, not bad. All right, our fine friends at Untapped, the newly updated. I'm, I can't say new and improved because I'm not sure I like the new site just yet. But our fine friends at Untapped with three thousand eight hundred check-ins, oddly enough, have a three point three eight. So not right in the middle of us, but. In the middle of us. You were 3.5, yeah. our 3,800 friends at Untapped were 3.38, and I was 3.50. Alas, we are at our third tasting of episode 89 of Flights Football. Hand anything else. Boo. Exactly. You want to do a double episode, Dave, and we'll do six tastings? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, maybe. <laughs> so, what we have, because of our... Excellent planning crew. As we finished segment two, we were talking about the merits of the Little League World Series and whether or not there's an asterisk or not, warranted, deserved, whatever. So for our third and final tasting, one of many, and I still I think I have four more donations from Mr. Jason Moeller in our fridge for us to sample in episodes 90 and on. We have Broken Heels Hazy IPA from New Trail Brewing Company in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. There you go. What else do they do in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, Dave? I think they hold the Little League World Series, don't they? <laughs> that they do. And everything comes full circle in this fucking podcast. The staff and is going to get a bonus on this. Exactly. Our producers and everything... To time, because like I said, Jason gave like eight beers. 
And to time the, the tasting of the Williamsport, Pennsylvania beer, the day that the Michigan team was crowned the Little League United States Championship, right. World Series champion. Right. I mean, what more could you ask from a staff? I no, mean, you can't. You know, nope. you know, yeah, but you we, pay, we pay those 838 employees. We pay them quite lucratively. So I guess we got to expect the best. If we're going to pay them like the best, they got to perform like the best. You know what? Screw that. I'm I'm going Bobby Axelrod on this. That's what they get paid for. Exactly. Yeah, there's amen. no bonuses. That's right. I mean, there ain't no bonus, but we're gonna thank them for tying this all together. Yeah. So we have a hazy IPA hopped. Yeah, that you know what? I'm not gonna bore the listeners with that because <laughs> the font is way too small and I just fucking can't read it. So what we have is a seven uh, percent zero, also known as NA IBUs. All right. From let's go and let let's see if the Michiganders were drinking this in their post game celebration against Ohio. All the fourteen year olds, twelve, yeah, twelve. The, yeah, well, the fourteen year olds probably bought it for the twelve year olds. It has much the same color of our first beer. From I'm sorry, Black some Wing. of them look like fourteen year olds, so or eighteen year olds. Nice. Here's little... cheers to Daniel Monte. Oh, is... There you go. Cheers. Cheers. Good aroma. Very actually real similar similar to the labyrinth. Route 27. Very. With a little more bite, a little more IPA bite to it. Yep. So this has got the it's a New England IPA. But like you said, it's it's got the the grapefruit, maybe a little tangerine. I don't know. There, I'm not gonna go back and listen to that because that was but, um, you know, the grapefruit, the New England fruity, but it does have that IPA bite, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bitterness to it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, it's got, you could not hop in it. Whatever that is, that Citra, Mosaic, which we're very familiar with, and so should all the listeners, at least the IPA drinkers, be familiar with that. But you could not, U-K-U-A-N-O-U-A-N-O-T. I don't think we've had one with Yukonot in it. Not that I recall. I wonder if that's one of those boutique hops that um, Blake Austin was talking about. Could be. Could very well be. Hmm. Or maybe that's something to slip was in. Was it boutique? Maybe it's not. Uh, maybe boutique's not the word, but, you know. It sounded Hard good. to come by and very expensive. Yeah. That'd be like a boutique. Oh, sure. Whatever. Yeah, I mean. Sure. I mean, it was great if you'd have left well enough alone when you dropped the boutique out. But when you started explaining, this started not, not making any sense. And you could fucking confuse even me, which isn't real difficult at this point. I mean, it's like, well, sure, boutique, boutique, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Let's call the whole thing off. All right, let's go, Mike. What do you got? I don't know. What, hey, uh, anything, everything. What you want to discuss before we get into arguably... The listeners' favorite segment. I mean, they, they love all the segments, but you got to have a pecking order. There's sure. got to be a segment. So, no, let's get into the listener favorite. And by listener favorite, obviously, I'm referring to. And I only have one. 
And as usual, it goes back to my betting. So when I'm on FanDuel, I'm always looking. I'm not a good gambler. Self-professed, not a good gambler. And I'm always looking like, okay, if I bet $3 on this 67,278-team parlay, I could win a gazillion dollars. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, dummy, you can't even pick one game. What makes you think you're going to pick 1,060? So I'm like, on Wednesday of last week, I'm looking at the MLB, and I'm not going to hedge my bet with the Red Sox because the Red Sox are playing the Twins at that time. I was like, you know what? I ain't hedging my bet against the fucking Twins because if you ain't good enough to beat the Twins, fuck you, you're done. You're dead to me. So I'm like, all right, let me just go. All right, Angels, Orioles, Shoei Otani is pitching. I'm going to bet on the Angels to win. Not even going to get cute and lay the run and a half. I'm going to bet on the Angels to win. Right. You know, Shoei Otani pitching. Right. And when he pitches, the Angels don't use a DH. He hits. Because Shoei Otani, as we all know, is the greatest thing to baseball since George Herman, George Herman Ruth's dad lost a nut inside George Herman Ruth's mom. <laughs> He's the greatest thing in baseball since then. He's the greatest. He's the MVP. He's the be-all, end-all. He is the Rock's favorite. He's the greatest. There ain't fucking no way Shoyo Otani's losing to the Orioles, who I might mention have lost 19 fucking games in a row. This is no brainer. There's money in the bank. I'm winning this bet. Boom. Place my wager. Boom. Angels to win. Right. Fucking Orioles beat him ten to six. <laughs> and, you know whatever happened to the whatever happened to the old gambling adage by all the experts? Hey, winners bet with streaks, losers bet against them. Well, the fucking Orioles have lost nineteen straight, and I fucking bet against them. They stick it to me. Sure. And they show you all time the greatest of all time gives up fucking five runs to arguably a minor league team in a major league uniform. It is unbelievable that. I can't, I mean, my wager wasn't big enough where MLB would have looked and we got a FanDuel bet that's going to change the nexus of the universe, fellas. We got to fix this game. It wasn't that big. And yet they fucking, you know, like I say, it just fucking drives me nuts. I'm so sick of hearing about this fucking show you a time. He's, oh, he's, he's fucking great. He's fucking the best. He's great. Fucking the Baltimore Orioles are terrible, Dave. They, I think me and you could probably log three innings, maybe give up a run or two. To really? the that bad. The, the only reason I could go could only go three innings because my fucking arm my my fucking arm would fall off probably midway through the third inning. And the Shoyo Tiny, the greatest fucking thing in baseball. He's the greatest. Now is he great? Because well, uh, we don't go there in this podcast. But Shoyo Tiny's the greatest fucking thing since sliced bread. Which, that's a really that's another a, idea. A, a, why, a is that, of, why is that so great? You can really eat bread without it being sliced. That ain't fucking that great. It's a lot better when it's sliced, Mike. Okay, well, fair enough. But still, I mean, it's... And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? They had lost 19 straight. You're the greatest of all time. You're the fucking man, dude. And not only did he fucking get rocked, he was 0 for fucking 4. Oh, Come on. So <laughs> so does your phone work? That's the question. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because I, yeah, I didn't check until after the fact. But, you know, <laughs> hey, show your old Tani, 
Baltimore, because I think this is the third time I've bet against the Baltimore Orioles in their shit season, and they have fucking bent me over the rail, stuck it to me, no loops, you know, sandpaper finish, whatever it is. So, <laughs> so it's my, their third win since May, and all three times you've yeah, against Yeah, them. it's just, so, Shoyo Tani and the Baltimore Orioles, fuck you. All right. Well, I've got one, it's lighthearted, possibly, maybe not, but... Um, so we got into the dorm room and Max had a great idea. He's like, let's move the loft. You know, the, the beds are lofted. They're above the right. desk and just like traditional dorm rooms. Let's move this over into the corner, kind of make an L out of it. And then you create all this space where we've got, you know, his roommate Ben's coming with a futon and they got a TV. So they got this little tiny mini living area where they can whatever play their video games or have people over and watch a football game or basketball game or whatever i from one of the trips coming up from the car i was walking down the hall and i'm there's a there's a crowd and i'm not exaggerating when i say crowd so this is over a dozen people and they all look like adults standing out outside of what looks like my son's dorm room and i get down there Oh my God, this is a guy's room? This is fantastic. Holy cow, who designed this? Who moved the furniture this way? This is amazing, you know, and people are parading. And I even made the comment, I'm kind of like, and I probably pissed a couple people off. They probably thought I was mad or something, but I wasn't. I was just trying to be funny. And I said, oh, look at the Big Rapids Parade of Homes is is here in the North Hall. Holy shit. And um, so we get done and, you know, it, it is. It's a pretty cool setup. Later on, Max calls later that night and he says, guess what? I'm in trouble with the RA already. What happened? Well, the RA comes in, doesn't even, says, doesn't even say hi, doesn't even say, you know, well, how's everything going, guys? Just says, oh my God, you can't have the beds like this. You're blocking the window. <laughs> so anyway, so you got to move, you know, there can't be anything within a foot of the window. So what did they do? They kind of just moved everything 12 inches back. All right? Right. Kept everything the same. Kept the layout the same. They just lost 12 inches from the from the futon to the TV is basically what happened. So, you know, and it, what will probably end up happening is they'll end up putting the beds back where they were, you know, like, like I remember. And, uh, you know, when I went to college and just lock the door and just don't let the RA in. Hey, it's the RA. Oh, I'm naked. Can't come in. Ever. So, and, that's my fuck you. And I can't... Why, why didn't we know about this? Why wasn't I, well, there a sign? I'll give you a timeout. I'll give you a timeout. All right. And I'll respect your fuck you, because the, the fuck you segment is something that gets under your trough. So, who am I to say? Now, I was going to say something when I was in your room, because Nick is on the fourth floor. Yeah. Max and Ben are on the second floor. Right. We got Nick set up, came down, and we were looking to eat. And I still had to get back to football practice at 5.30. And I was fucking hungry, so I wanted to eat. And I'm looking, and I'm thinking, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to ruffle any feathers and, hey, teachers on whatever, whatever. Now, the bag that the key came in, there was a probably five-by-seven piece of paper with about ten rules. Yeah. One of the rules was nothing is to be put in front of the windows. <laughs> you know, right. So, you know, so. Yeah. Well, 
I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure somebody, the RA or somebody from the dorm or somebody in charge is going to be walking outside and see that loft in front of the window and they'll ask him to change. Here's the funny thing, though. All those people that were in the room saying, this is amazing. This is awesome. This is, this is, the, this is the best way to set this up. Every single kid and their parents up and down that floor move their room the same way. Well, but they're all wrong if you look at the directions. Because and the only reason I read the directions is because I was looking for the Wi-Fi password because I figured that would be like rule number one. Hey, the Wi-Fi password is Ferris State Rules Saginaw Valley sucks ass or whatever the Wi-Fi password would be. Right. So I'm reading nothing about the Wi-Fi password, and I was thinking with. 18, 19, 20-year-olds. That'd be the, the number Wi-Fi, one thing yeah, the they Wi-Fi, want. the Wi-Fi password would be at the premium on everybody's list. Right. And, then, like, it was probably, like, the, mid, the middle rule. Not the, in fact, like, no cords are supposed to be under carpeting either. Ah. And, and so, but, yeah, so. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, it's a valid bitch, and I will accept the fuck you because hey, it's your, your your fuck you. But it was in the rules. Okay, well, who it. reads the rules? It's like reading the directions, Mike. I you're right normally, but I wanted the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> that was the one thing. Did you, you get was, it? No, that was the one thing that was not given. <laughs> well, that should be a second fuck you for you. Yeah, but when I left, I had Wi-Fi on my phone, so I was like, "Well, Nick's on his own. Fuck him." <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Are we to uh, the random question portion of this show? I think we are. So, Mike, here's the question. If you were to have a redo, what profession would you go into now as opposed to what you are into currently? Or would Uh, you stay the same? Oh, fuck. Absolutely not, David. Funny you should mention this. And, yes, I absolutely have an answer. Um. Hey, 89, I think we've actually may have touched on this Maybe. topic from time to time periodically, but it brings up a, a warranted discussion. And I'm going to, before I give my answer, I'm going to give you the example which Grandpa Blackhawk and my wife Liz have already heard. And as listeners know, I went back to coaching third and fourth grade football right daunting task time consuming i nearly dread it every day but once i'm there for that hour and a half absolutely love it we had our scrimmage on saturday uh yesterday and the weigh-in was at 7 45 in the morning and on the, at the friday practice i told both other coaches hey look i, I work saturdays so there's no way I'm going to make the weigh-in. I said, I don't want to stick you guys with that because I've been through a lot of weigh-ins. Jason, you've been through a lot of weigh-ins. I mean, it's a clusterfuck, but I just can't be there. But I will be there for the scrimmage at 9 o'clock. So I get up. As the listeners know, Sunday or Saturday is my early day. I'm up at 3 uh, to my first store very early with one of my merchandisers. We bang out a couple stores. I'm fucking sweating like a raped ape. Get to the football field. I only see the uh, Swan Valley third, fourth grade team white. 
And then my, I go to the, the head coach there and said, where's the purple team at? Oh, there, that, that field right over there. Okay, cool. And I walked through. This is like 10 to 9, about 10 minutes before the game starts. Walk towards the team, see him. One of the kids turns his head and sees me. And now, th this doesn't do justice here on uh, Liz and Grandpa Blackhawk know what I'm doing. But with no video, it doesn't see justice. One kid looks, sees me coming, and he kind of like... Does the fist pump. A little fist pump. Like, yes! Coach Peters is here. <laughs> so, in answer to your question, my original passion, teaching. I would do it in a heartbeat. I, and I know we've talked about this on previous episodes. You know, whatever it was, it doesn't matter. It's, re, it's worth repeating. And back in 85, when I graduated high school, I wanted to go into teaching. And, and everybody told me, oh, there's, there's no future for male teachers. Now, I'm five years older than you, so, I mean... You were, would have been at just the other end of it. Like, oh, there's no, you know, you're 50. 51. And I'll be, and I'll be oh, so three years. So, But you're three years, but at, in 85, everybody told, oh, there's, they don't hire male teachers. They don't hire male teachers. They don't hire male teachers. They don't hire male And like, okay, well, fuck, if I'm not going to get a job, I'm going to get go into school for something else. Right. So if I had a do-over button, I would go into teaching because in, in the elementary age, in that's, I am, you know, I realize my shoulders are bad, Dave. Right. Because I spend so much time patting myself on the back. I get that. That's where the bulk <laughs> of my shoulder injuries come from. Right. But I can reach these fucking kids. I'm one of them. I'm the fuck, I'm a 50 fucking four-year-old kid on a third and fourth grade football team where all the other coaches and everything are talking amongst themselves off the field. I'm on the field with them, bullshitting. Talking and acting a fool. Yeah, and that's awesome. That is my, yeah. If I, yeah, there's no fucking question. I'd redo that motherfucker, and I'd get into teaching. And then from teaching, I'd get. And you know, when you're a teacher at a high school, uh, junior high, elementary, high school, you don't coach for the money. Yeah, you get a little extra, but the time you put in, it ain't, right, right. It ain't you know that person. <laughs> you know the time, time and money ain't fucking worth it, but you do it. Because you love the kids, so yeah. Yep. Without question, the redo button is I'm going to stick with my original thought in June of 1985 that I'm going to be a motherfucking teacher. I, Woo! I would, you know, if if I had the, you know, would you stay the same? It, I don't know. It's weird. I, I don't regret anything I did. I like what I do. Um, but um, if you get a redo button... You know, you want to see what the if the grass is really greener on the other side. Right. And so um, I would probably go into some type of engineering. I want I would want to build stuff. Now, if I, you know, if there's if there's no ceiling on this thing, I you know I'd go maybe into aerospace engineering or something like that. I don't know. I got this thing in the back of my head and it sounds stupid. But like you know, if I had a chance to build spaceships or rockets or shit like that, you know what I mean? I just, right. I don't know. I think that would be really cool. I'm fascinated with it. Fascinated with it. I was, um, I did well in math. For some reason, math, I wasn't, I wasn't a top math student by any stretch of the imagination, but I was, I was like a... Square root of four. Huh? Square root of four. Two. Oh, fuck, you're a top math student. You're good. <laughs> um, but, uh... So anyway, I was, you know, I was kind of in the advanced class, but I was like a B plus, A minus student, you know, depending on the year. I was not one of the super nerdy, like, 
anyway, but um, but I got to my senior year. I'm like, what the hell am I? It's mostly letters. It's not numbers anymore. What the hell am I going to do with this? So I didn't take math my senior year. Didn't see the point. Nobody nobody told me like, oh, you you know how you know what calculus was or what you do with this shit. So I didn't I didn't keep going with it. So I don't know. That's a curiosity question. That's what I would probably. If I had right, a reading hey, yeah, we all had the uh, the what ifs. Yeah, I mean, you know, I wish I would have walked on to Saginaw Valley State College's ah, yeah. football team at right. George Eiler's request. Sure, couldn't offer me any money, but he would have been my biggest fan because he always cheers for the underdog. That's right. Now you would have done well. I I think at the very least, my senior year, they would have put me on the kickoff team and just let me run down and hit people. Sure. Yeah. But you're a Rudy type of a guy. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, that excellent question, Dave. I, you know, I really would, you know, and that's why I coach these. And I was telling uh, Nick Connors, the one parent of a kid that that's on that team that I know, I left the scrimmage and got three thank yous. And the kid wasn't around the three thank yous. So I'm like, I fucking have no idea who these people are. <laughs> and that made me feel good. I was like, okay, sure. well, somebody knows what I'm doing out there. Right. And they thank me for it. Like, now, if I would have saw Junior with them, I was like, oh, you must be Junior's mom and dad. But right. Junior wasn't with them. And so they, they didn't bother to go, hey, we're Steve's No, parents. they say, hey, thank you very much for today. I'm like, hey, no problem. Right. I love doing it. I said, you know, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm just out there because it's fun. Yep. And That's as you can awesome. see the little split on my head. I do. Did you yeah. did yeah. you That's butt a, a forehead? Yeah. Or did you butt a helmet? Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Hey, he fucking finally listened to what I said, and the fucking play was done per, to perfection. And I'm like, That's what I'm talking about. And it's wham. Yep. Yeah. Well, you hit the it, right it, in the face it, mask. It's always funny the third way hey, you're bleeding. It's like, I ah, don't worry about it, kid. Just get back to playing. <laughs> so, classic. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, you know, if I had it all to do over again, Dave, you know, I actually, you know, that as good a random question as it was, you know, you're bringing up some very difficult time, bro. Man, I could act too. Couldn't yeah, that was pretty that, good, yeah, that actually. Was very, that was very good. That was very good. Yeah. See, that's why my shoulders are. I'm fucking patting myself on the back all the time. Well, you about ready to rate yeah. this? Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Um, I go first this time. Well, the labyrinth was a three six. I I think because of the bitterness factor, this one makes you feel like you're drinking an IPA. I'm gonna go three eight three. This is my favorite of the night. I think we had three very good selections tonight. But I'm going three eight three. Exactly, and I'll agree with you. I liked it better than the labyrinth. Excuse me, and uh, so I went three nine five. All right. And by chance, Dave, I I I didn't. I had a brain fart. Didn't write down the rating. I know there are twenty four point two thousand check-ins for this beer. Yep. Did you Did you? Happen to see what I the on tap was, or can you look that up for me? Because I don't uh, have I can my look app it up right now. Oh wow, that's pretty rare. I hit that one right on the head. Oh, look at you! Three point nine five. All right. Well, hey, I was only three point eight three. I'm not gonna be. Right. I'm not. No, you're right there. Yeah. I'm not disgraced, but that's so, hey. 
A nearly four from Williamsport, Pennsylvania. And the only neg negative thing I can say about episode 89, Dave, <sighs> as I look down the bottom of my glass, drama. I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.